different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. However, let us keep living for the same standard to which we have我只有一件事，就是忘记背后努力面前向的标杆之袍，要得神在基督耶稣里从上面召我来的来物，召我来得的奖赏。所以我们中间凡事完全人，总要存这样的心：若在什么事上存别样的心，神也必以此此以此指
word to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the, the, um, the word of God which is living by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the words of our Lord telling us not to not to worry. And we thank you for Paul's words and his example, especially from his letter to the Philippians. And Lord, as we consider this issue of our concerns, our worries, we ask you to quicken your word and show us what you want to show us today. It is our desire, Lord, on a daily basis to allow you to be supreme, to be first in our lives. Trust in your Holy Spirit's enabling. And we pray in Jesus' name. So I start out with, oh, by the way, those who thought Dana was going to speak today, um, I was the alternate. We are very much looking forward to Dana sharing because he was just in uh, Israel and went to the memorial service for Lance Lambert, and we hope he, he can share about that sometime in June. But he just got back very late last night. It was not possible for him to, to join us today. So the question that's on my heart this morning, as you can maybe pick up from the verses we've shared, is I'll start with a question. Is what do you worry about on a daily basis? So what do you care about? What do you worry about this morning? What do you worry about last night? Well, think about it. Paul tells us to be not anxious. In Philippians 4, very clearly. Be anxious for nothing. And he also says, I have learned to be content in all these extreme situations of wealth or poverty. I've learned to be content. But we find in Paul's writing another kind of phrase. We find him talking about pressing on for the goal. We even find him talking about being anxious for the saints. In fact, in Philippians 2, we didn't read it, but in Philippians 2, he speaks of that, that we would work out our salvation in fear and trembling. So, is Paul just being kind of hypocritical or inconsistent? On the one hand, we're supposed to not be anxious. On the other hand, he seems like he is 
very intensely anxious about things. And of course, if we look closer, we find we start looking at what he's concerned about, and we see it's very different. So I ask again this morning, what do you worry about? What do you find yourself caring about? I think we'll find, as we look at Paul's example, that we have it opposite. We are anxious and care about the things that the Lord says don't be care don't care about. And then we're casual or content or blase about things that are on the, are on the Lord's heart and He wants us to care about. So we'll see as we go through scripture whether you 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 agree that that's the case. Our brother Christian highlighted a similar problem to, to some of us. You've probably heard him speak of it regarding forgetting. The Lord wants us to forget, forgive and forget. Right? But he wants us to remember his goodness and what he's done for us and his character. But we naturally, in our natural selves, do the opposite. We remember people's sins against us for a long time. We can't let go of it. And the Lord says, At the same time, we forget what the Lord has done and who He is and panic. So the Lord wants us to forget some things and remember others, and we do the, naturally do the opposite. Well, of course, thankfully, through Christ, through His leading and Christ in us, we have an opportunity to do what the Lord wants. So first, let's look at this command or for us to not be anxious. We'll go back to Philippians chapter 4. In verse 6, he says, Be anxious for nothing. And verse 11, he says, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Now, does that describe you? Are you anxious for nothing on a daily basis and content with whatever situation you're in? Some of us naturally are very good worriers. Now, we're supposed to be a warrior for Christ. I am a worrier. In my natural personality, I inherited, and sorry mom, but it's from my mother, 
I'm a really good warrior. 那我们在我们里面，我们在我们的本性里面，我们经常是会会经常挂虑的。And in fact, as some my mother's sister, I shouldn't name names, is like a champion, champion warrior. 那我的母亲还有我的姐姐们，他们都是在会单修这方面，他们是非常好的。So you can ask my wife; she will she will agree with a sad look on her face that yes, I worry a lot. 你可以问我的妻子说，我我是的，我经常会担忧许多的事情。Now when there's big things to worry about, it kind of makes sense, you know. 那有些比较大的一些事情，那你担心这些事情，那是当然。But I notice that when the, like the big things are calm and there's really very little things, I still worry. It's like a machine in there; it just worries, looks for something to worry about. But that's in our, our natural self. That maybe you have that personality, maybe you don't. But this is a serious matter to the Lord because He said very, very clearly, and we see it in, in Matthew chapter six. He said very clearly, "Do not, do not be anxious." So let's, let's go back to the verse again. So we just back to Matthew six, verse twenty-five. He said, "For this reason, I say, do not be worried about your life. What you eat and drink. So he says it very clearly as a as a command. And our brother Oswald Chambers, many of us read some of the devotions that he's written over time. Oswald Chambers, this brother, is a devotional writer. He wrote about it. He said, 'It is not only wrong to worry.'" He says,、um, "Worrying means we do not believe that God can look after the practical details of our life." In fact, he says, and it is never anything but those details that we worry about. In other words, we tend to worry about those details of our practical life. 你通常就是担忧，就是为这些小事情，为这些细节忧虑。But the Lord wants us to to be free of that, and with His help, of course. 那我们的主希望我们能够从这些事情上能够得到释放。But just to highlight how serious it is. Uh, Azal Chabers reminds us. You know when the Lord told the story of the sower, the seed and the sower. An example. In, it's in、uh, Matthew 13. If you want to look it up. When he talks about the seed being sown and some of it being snatched away, you think, "Well, it's going to be Satan doing that." But in Matthew 13, verse 22, the one on whom seed is sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, the word, and it became unfruitful. Now we see in verse 22, the one on whom seed is sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word. 
so from the Lord's perspective, um, concerns for the uh, the cares of this world can actually choke out the word of God in our life. Limit what the Lord wants to do. So for people like me, the answer of course is to seek the Lord because worry is unbelief which is a sin. And we need to put ourselves in the Lord's hand and have Him enable us to, to let go and not worry. Now, thankfully, the Lord provides an answer. In fact, even when the Lord gave that command in, in Matthew chapter 6, just before that, He was speaking about the treasures. Where's your treasure and where's your heart? And just before that verse, he says, "You know, you can only you can only you can only have one master. Either it's God or it's Mammon." And so the and then the Lord tells a story about how the Lord take God takes care of the birds and all that. So we're reminded God is sovereign, He cares for us, and we are to make Him our, our master so we obey Him. So if we seek the Lord, we catch ourselves worrying, we turn to the Lord and He has answers for us. In fact, if we go back to Philippians chapter 4, we find that Paul is sharing part of the answer as well. Because right when he says, be anxious for nothing, he tells us what to do. So in verse 6, the verse many of us know or should know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, you know, if we catch, we find ourselves worrying, the answer is not to just tell ourselves, stop it. Willpower. For champion warriors like me, that doesn't work. But, the, but Paul says very clearly what he was supposed to do. Take it to the Lord in prayer. We turn our hearts to the Lord. We give it to Him. We entrust it to Him. We're reminded what the Lord said, that, he, that God is sovereign and He can take care of these practical things. But he also noticed, he says, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So there's an element of even as we turn to the Lord, we have gratefulness in our heart. As we pray. And so then and then the Lord promises what to give us peace as a response. Not us saying, Be peaceful mind, be peaceful. It's the Lord giving peace because we give it to him. That's the only way. And then also, we mentioned earlier, when Paul says that he has learned to be content, 
in all these extreme situations. Let's look down at verse 12 and 13. Verse13,他说,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要做所有的事情,我要
So those three things, that's our foundation. We, who are real Christians, we are the ones who worship in the Spirit. We don't feel like we have to add a bunch of things uh, for it to be real. And we rejoice in Christ Jesus. We glory in Christ Jesus. Now,这个荣耀也在基督里面。那这个荣耀也在基督里面。那这个荣耀也在基督里面。那这个荣耀也在基督里面。那这个荣耀也在基督里面。那这个荣耀也在基督里面。那这个荣耀也在基督里面。
then we become enemies of the cross because we deny its its uh, centrality to our lives. Now, if we so stick with me just a little longer on this verse 19 it's kind of negative but in 19 he's saying those who are enemies of the cross they, their end is destruction their God is appetite their glory is their shame who set their minds on earthly things that's verse 19 19 oh, uh, chapter 3 319, when we read a verse like this that's leading up to we see Paul says talking about enemies of the cross we're like, oh, that's somebody else. <laughs> Those are the bad guys, it's not me, but notice what happens if, if we start denying the Christ cross is being central, then we too, what's the most important thing? It's ourselves, our accomplishments. And our God becomes our own appetites, what we need, and it's the cares of this life. You know, it's possible it's very possible for us as Christians to have this idea of a good Christian life, which is all about having a good family and a good meal on the table and a good job and da 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 da. How different is that from what he's talking about here? All right. I hope I haven't confused you, but I, you see, but what you see in these two verses is Paul is is wanting brothers and sisters, wanting us to embrace the fact that real Christianity can be seen just in those three things, now, which is worship, uh, rejoicing in Christ Jesus, and putting no confidence in the flesh. And in fact, when he talks about no confidence in the flesh, then Paul goes and talks about the fact that the righteousness that he has is what? The righteousness given to him, not the one, not anything he's earned. So, back to this content issue. We have a we have a danger of being discontent and then reaching out and adding things to our faith. And Paul says, no, be content in Christ. And so, when, when the worry comes, we, we can take it to the Lord. If we have doubts about our Christianity because people are pressing us to add things, we go to the Lord and, and realize it's just Him. And if we can be joyful about the cross and celebrate it, as, as we do every Sunday, every Sunday morning. Okay, so those are areas where uh, the Lord says for us not to be anxious, not to be 
worried. To be content and stay before the Lord so that we're in that good place of being content. But now let's look at the other side. Paul's discontent. And we feel it in this whole book, right? It's the pressing on book. And back in chapter 3, he speaks when he's talking about uh, his background, then he says, um, verse 8 of chapter 3, More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. 那第第三章第八节我们也看到，我也当万事当作有损的，以因我已认识我主耶稣基督为至宝。Let's just consider that phrase, knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. 那我们思想一下，呃，认识我主耶稣基督为至宝。Right away we know this is not this is an ongoing process. 那我们知道这是一个持续的一个过程。How many of us? Know Christ Jesus our Lord 100% fully right now. Raise your hand. Think how much you knew Christ Jesus the day you were saved compared to how much you know Him now. So we're talking about a process, we're talking about a road, a journey where we know more and more of Christ in all these ways. So who here doesn't who here does not have more to learn? We all have more to learn about our Savior and about our Christ, as we heard last week from our brother Kong. And we all have more to learn from our Lord as our Lord. So, just a simple question then. We shouldn't be content to stay where we are, should we? And there we have Paul's uh, wonderful example in here of his burning desire to seek the Lord. So, we read verse 8. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in Him. Verse 10, then, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So we see, we feel in Paul's words this drive right towards towards what God wants. And this is a process where in our lives we can experience the power of His resurrection or the fellowship of His sufferings. 
这不是说我已经得着了，已经完全了，我乃是竭力追求或者可以得着基督耶稣，所以得着我呢？ Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. In Christ Jesus. There's so much in here. We, we're not actually delving into each one of these phrases. is, is so rich. But just to appreciate Paul's drive toward this goal, that the Lord has a goal, the Lord has a purpose for him, and he wants to fulfill what what God wants for him. So let's call this a holy discontent. Right? Paul's not content staying where he is. Even everybody else looks up at him and says, Whoa, you've achieved it. You're there. 那虽然说许多人看保罗觉得说他已经好像得着了许多，但是对保罗他自己来说，他还没有得着。And he say, are we kind of okay with where we are with the Lord right now? Are we okay to just stay with what we've understood so far? You know, I've been to three conferences and I, I received lots of inspiration and that's probably good. I can ride that the rest of my life. 那我现在参加了三个聚会，那我有许多的灵感，那我可以就是借着这些灵感，能够过一，我我我我我这一生吗？After all, if I look around at other Christians, they don't have anywhere near that revelation, so I'm already better than that。我看我周遭的基督徒，他们没有这些的启示，那我已经比他们都好了。I hope that disgusts you, by the way。我希望你如果有这样的思想的话，你显得相当的不好。That <笑> way, that that thinking. So of course Paul is setting this example of us yearning for what the Lord wants from our lives and what he intended for our lives. So, do you have this kind of yearning? Do you want more? Are you saying to the Lord, okay, I naturally am content just staying the way I am. But Lord, you want more in my life. Or do you 
So if Jesus is really first in our life, shouldn't we have the same seeking, saying, Lord, you want more, I want more. I won't take time, but back in chapter 2, remember he said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's not about anxiety. Why is it fear and trembling? I think it's, if the Lord has given you this tremendous opportunity to know Him and grow in Him in this life, do you want to miss out on that? It's fear and trembling because we might not take advantage of this wonderful opportunity. He's given us so much, are we stepping into it? Are we seeking Him? So Paul shows us a holy discontent about his own walk, and we can learn from that. And there's one other discontent we'll talk about, which we see in Paul, and that is relating to others. Two weeks ago, our brother Richard was sharing, and he actually used two verses in which Paul was striving on behalf of the brothers and sisters. That Paul was striving and pressing because he wants the uh, brothers and sisters to mature. Now, because of we were looking, or I was looking at this issue of being anxious, and look back at the, the Greek word for anxious is actually the word to care. As in being concerned for something. And as we see, there's a negative side. If we're, we, it's, it means to be care, it's to care intensely to the point of distraction. In other words, other things we, uh, don't matter. So, in those cases we talked about earlier, that caring is that we're caring for these practical things and we're distracted from other things. But just to make a note, the other, that same word is used in a positive way of caring, being concerned, in a few places. And one relates to Paul, it's chapter 2, I'm oh, sorry, 2 Corinthians 11. Verse 28. 11:28. Now here Paul is sort of sharing his heart with the Corinthians about his background and what's what he's been through. Um, he's uncomfortable sharing this way, but but anyway, it's part of that in verse 28. 
Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. That concern for all the churches is actually the same Greek word and here Paul is saying he has this daily pressure on him now imagine one of us meeting Paul and saying hey Paul you're uh, sounds kind of anxious to me what's this about carrying the daily weight of all the churches but clearly this, this is a positive thing because Paul cared for all these believers that he knew. So the point is, being concerned isn't what's wrong. The issue is, what are we concerned for? And Paul sets a great example of being concerned for brothers and sisters. Just if you're interested, um, in 1 Corinthians, there's another place where the word care is used, and it has to do with uh, married or single. And the, Paul is saying, it's, if you stay single, then, then a, a person can be concerned or care about the things of God and not the things of the world. That's in 1 Corinthians 7, if you want to look it up. Also in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul speaks of members of the body should care for one another. And the same Greek word is used. They, we are to care for one another. We're to be concerned. So let's, let's turn back to Philippians and see Paul's example, Paul's care for, for the brothers and sisters that's expressed here. Let's go back to chapter 1 and read verse, from verse 8. And let's pick up our brother Paul's longing for his brothers and sisters. What's he? What's on his heart? Pick up his concern. For God is my witness how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And then notice his prayer, what he talks about his prayer. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Paul 
So we don't just want to notice that Paul is concerned for them. Notice also how he's concerned for them. What does Paul want for them? He wants them to grow, right? He wants their love to abound more and more. He wants their knowledge of Christ to grow. He wants their discernment to grow. And that he also is not just wanting all that, he's also thinking of what? The, that day, that day when they'll stand before Christ. Okay. This may be obvious, but compare it to the way you and I think. How about us? What's our concern for others? Now, naturally, or in a natural self, we can be very selfish and not really care unless someone interferes with us. <laughs> but most of us are not like that. We care for those who are close to us. We care for family. We care for close friends. And that's good. And we find it fairly easy to care for those who are going through difficulties. Right? When someone's having a hard time, we, we, we draw alongside and we want to lift them up back to back to an uh, okay place. But is Paul praying about any of that right now? Actually, it's different, isn't it? If, you're, if, if I'm having a hard time and you pray that that hard time be over, bring me back to status quo, that's one thing. But we see here in Paul's prayer, his concern for brothers and sisters is that they go on with the Lord, that they're growing in the Lord, and that there'll be joy in the day they meet Christ. So, when we care for others, does our care, and we Include that. Do I care for you just because you're a good friend and that's very positive? You care for me, I care for you. Or is there something more? Does Christ want something more in your life? Then I should pray for that too. So, as we look at Paul's prayer, we not only see his burden is pressing on, but we see what he's praying for. And we sometimes hear that at prayer meetings. You'll hear a brother or a sister who really touched something. Someone's in difficulty and they're praying at a little higher level because they're seeing the Lord's doing something much higher. And I might be just praying to 
for that illness to be over, but someone else is sensing what the Lord is doing. So we see in Paul what a Christ-like caring. This is not the wrong kind of anxiousness, anxiety. This is God's concern for His people. And let's learn from his example. And so in Paul, we see, we see his drive both for his personal walk with the Lord and also we see his drive for you and I, for all the brothers and sisters. And we go back to chapter 3 and read verse 17 from Philippians. He writes, Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. And so, as we consider this, Paul's saying, you know, follow my example, follow the example of others who are going ahead of us in these ways. So as we look in as we look in our own life and see that we're often caring for the things that are unimportant and not caring for things important, we can look to Paul's example and we can look to the example they see around us because a brother or a sister will show us God's kind of caring and we'll say, ah, that that's the Lord. And then the final thought is that when we see these kinds of things, the answer is not to mimic others. When Paul says, follow my example, it's not that we mimic him or, or copy him on the outside. That never works. And we know the answer comes as we've been... Uh, the last couple months as we talk about making Christ first, it comes down to a practical daily issue of putting ourselves in the Lord's hands. So this morning we ask the question of ourselves, what are you anxious about? What are you worried about? What occupies your mind? We also, and we also ask, what and who do you care about? And we find that in our natural man, we tend to do the opposite of what the Lord wants. But of course, the Lord has a wonderful and a better way. And we put it another way, Christ in us does not worry about the wrong things. In us is content with what the Lord has done on the cross and who we are as His children. Christ in us does care about the right things. 
He cares about the body of Christ. And Christ cares about the people we come in contact with going on with Him and learning of Him and growing in Him. And He cares that there be much glory in that day that we meet Him. So thank the Lord we can put ourselves into His hands. And, um, let's just commit this uh, with a, a season of prayer.